Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. We welcome you to the broadcast. If you're listening in the free show archive on the many radio and podcast players on our website or in our archive that is advertisement-free, at thesecretteachings.info. Welcome to The Secret Teachings. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. Also on Gab and Gitter. We are growing audiences there. Gab and Gitter. And you can check out us Uh, our page on Patreon by searching The Secret Teachings. That's Patreon, The Secret Teachings. We also have an affiliate sponsor on our website, Pro One Water Filters. Click on their link on the slider bar at the top of the website to see what Pro One Water Filters has that might be useful to you. Shower filters, water filters. And of course, on our website, all of my books, another way to support this broadcast Whether you're a subscriber or not, my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, which has grown in size due to its constant updates, lots of new content in that book, all of that information is on our website again at www.thesecretteachings.info. Last night, I provided you, and I went back and listened to the show, so I know this for sure, I provided you with a perspective on the Pluto Returns that is slightly different than most other radio shows, with the exception I listened to Clyde Lewis's show last night, and he pretty much did the same thing that I did. The Pluto Returns, Pluto is conjunct with the United States for the first time since July 4th of 1776. It's interesting if you multiply 2 times 2 times 2 times 222, You get 1776, you could also just continue to multiply by two and you'd get another number. But it's interesting, the addition to 1776, the date, February 22nd, yesterday, it's interesting, right? And this is a 248-year cycle, the return of Pluto, the United States' first return of Pluto. Pluto represents destruction and rebirth, historically the Pluto return has signified the end of the Severan dynasty, which was a Roman imperial dynasty, as well as the end of the Roman Empire, although a lot of people have pointed out after the show last night, the Roman Empire never essentially fell. It just changed hands and images. And yes, to a large degree, I think that's true. I think the same is true for what we call Nazism. Nazism never was defeated. Nazis never gave up. Nazis never surrendered. Germany surrendered, but Nazism never surrendered. We know about Project Paperclip. In fact, I think we know a little bit too much about Project Paperclip. We know a little bit too much about Nazism. 
We know a little bit too much about jackbooted Gestapo, Hugo Voss outfits, death skulls, concentration camps. We don't know enough about the same images and the same camps operated in places like the former Soviet Union. We don't know a lot about those facilities, death camps that are being operated right now in places like China, where they have literally millions and millions of ethnic minorities in slave-slash-re-education camps. And then they re-educate them and say that they're being released. They've been re-educated, rehabilitated, i.e., when they graduate, they are killed or they are re-assimilated from the brainwashing back into society. So I think we know a little bit too much about Nazism and not enough about communism. And that's why last night on the show, I told you that I don't think that the Pluto returns is necessarily a positive thing. I mean, sure, certainly it is, it is, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an exclusively positive thing because the Pluto returns began on what? What day of the week? A Tuesday. So 2-2-2-2022 on a Tuesday. But see, Tuesday is named after the god of war, right? Mars or Tyr. And from Tyr, we get Tyranny. Tyr, the god of war. Think this through. Tyr, the god of war. Tyr as in Tyranny, the Norse god Tyr, from which Tuesday is named. Resurrection after destruction. Building back better on the ashes of the old world. Perhaps... The empire, for Americans in 1776, we see that as Great Britain. Historically, we see that as the Roman Empire. Both the Brits and the Roman Empire essentially just changed hands. I mean, the British Empire is an extension of the Roman Empire. It doesn't matter if it's a direct lineage or not. It's the same types of power brokers, psychopaths, and control freaks that have have attempted to or have tried or succeeded to some extent in running the world since the beginning of time. So the idea is destruction and rebirth. And a lot of people promote what I think is tantamount to positivity porn. That's what I call it. There's enough negative porn or what we might call fear porn. I think people are promoting a little bit too much positivity porn. There's a lot of everything's love and light. There's nothing to worry about. Pluto returned. So everything is is good now. You don't have to do anything. You're good. Well, I don't believe that. I don't buy that because Pluto represents destruction and rebirth. These are the same elements that we discussed last week on our famous Super Bowl show, the images of death and resurrection and the various levels of hell, the middle passage and heaven or Mount Olympus. We saw that at the Super Bowl, the halftime show. And of course, the day after the Super Bowl was Valentine's Day, the same images of the underworld both in Egypt and Mesoamerica, the underworld, resurrection, you know, the butterfly, the soul, the spirit, resurrection. That's a positive thing, yes, in the mystery schools, and that's a positive thing in terms of being like a reborn Christian, etc. But destruction and rebirth in, let's say, a geopolitical sense, just a political sense, a social-cultural sense, all of that aligns with the global political narrative and agenda, which is break down the old world, and then build back on top of it. This was a socialist slogan. 
and Mao's China, build back better, build a better socialist state. They called it the three red banners, the same three red banners that Joe Biden uses and Kamala Harris used for their logo. Those three red banners encouraging the Chinese people to build back better. That's what I think it is. I think it's the collapse of the empire of what we consider to be an open and free world where there's borders and sovereignty, and it's the rising up, the rebirth of Tyr, the god of war, tyranny. Now, I'm not going to sit here and sell you a negative or a positive point of view on the world. I'm going to give you my perspective and my point of view, what I think, and it's not that I'm right or wrong. It's just a point of view. Some things I'm sure I'm right about and some things I'm sure I'm wrong about. I'm just going to give you the perspective that I have on all of this. And I was waiting for the right time to do it. Today turned out to be the right day. I wanted to discuss the so-called Freedom Convoy in Canada. I haven't discussed much about this. And tonight, I want to go into great detail about this. A friend of mine from Canada will be joining us in the second and third segment. We also might have another guest from Canada coming up in the final segment tonight. But today's a really great day to talk about this because everything I had planned to discuss, everything that Prime Minister Trudeau or quote-unquote Prime Minister Trudeau has done in Canada in response to this so-called Freedom Convoy has been directly in line with the same stale authoritarian playbook that we've seen all throughout human history. In fact, uh, the dates almost line up perfectly with Hitler's ascent to power in Germany, circumventing the parliament, in fact, staging. Most historians agree there was a staged false flag attack on the German parliamentary building, and that led to the enabling act And that led to later the merger of the chancellorship and the presidency and the creation of the leader, the Fuhrer, as we know, Adolf Hitler. So tyrants and authoritarians have also learned throughout history that jackbooted Gestapo and people with real fancy suits and death skulls, that's a scary thing. And that intimidates people. Yes, that scares people. Yes, it's much easier to control people when you approach them with a really soft-speaking voice like NPR. Tonight on NPR, we're going to talk about organic agriculture. Sounds like a good thing, right? It all sounds good. And you can't say anything about these people because they all talk like they've got a mental problem. Bill Gates moves around like he has muscular dystrophy, so he looks like he's kind of frail and old and he's, he's fragile, They all act like that. Why? Because they learned that that kind of behavior isn't seen as a threat. But if somebody beats on your door with jackboots and a skull and bones on their hat, you're probably going to realize these people aren't here to be my friends. These people aren't here to protect me. These people are here to do something bad. So it's, like I've said for literally a decade, it's all psychology. It's behavioral psychology. It's neuro-linguistic programming. This is why words matter so much and why a simple word change can change not only you know, our perception of something, but it changes the entire narrative. Dying with as opposed to dying from. We've talked about that over and over and over until it's beyond stale. But today, Justin Trudeau revoked the emergency powers that had been granted by the 
Canadian Parliament after the Canadian blockades or the Freedom Convoy blockades were ended. This happened just a few hours ago. And just a few hours before that was announced, there is now a USA Freedom Convoy. The media has been very slow to pick up on this story. And they're calling the Freedom Convoy. They're saying that they have a list of demands. And, of course, now the National Guard has been deployed to the Capitol, except the National Guard being deployed to Washington, D.C. Might sound more intense than it really is. Apparently, there are going to be a few hundred National Guard, but they're going to be unarmed. But if you read magazines like Newsweek, they say USA Freedom Convoy reveals demands See the word choice demands as National Guard deployed to Capitol. I mean, that sounds scary, but that's how they write the headline to take control of the narrative. Here's the Associated Press earlier today. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced he is removing emergency powers that police can use after authorities ended the blockades at the borders and the occupation in Ottawa by truckers and others opposed to COVID-19 restrictions. However, he said that the, quote, threat continues. The threat continues. Now, these powers were only in place for, well, about a week or so, right? A week and a half. His government invoked the powers last week after lawmakers had uh, affirmed them, and then lawmakers affirmed those powers again about 48 hours ago. And although the threat continues, he says they are pulling back those emergency powers. Now, That might sound like a good thing, and there's no reason to discuss this. Canada's back to being the free, kind, don't-lock-their-door country that they've always been, right? Well, I think that part of the reason they removed these emergency powers was because even some of the more, let's call them authoritarian-minded individuals, noticed that there was something wrong here. Other governments around the world noticed that this was kind of a brazen abuse of power. I think that maybe that's part of the reason. It's never necessarily stopped a tyrant before, but I think that might be part of the reason. And what these emergency powers allowed the Canadian government to do, or essentially allowed Trudeau to do, and a few of his lackeys, like his deputy minister, who literally has uh, ties to uh, former Nazis, uh, through her, her grandfather, uh, it was a li- literal Nazi, uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland, who's also on the Board of Trustees for the World Economic Forum. Uh, it's allowing them, not the Canadian government, to carry out these actions, allowing, through the declaration of these emergencies, authorities to further declare no-go zones. So you may have seen the woman trying to purchase a cup of coffee, and she was threatened by the police, She was assaulted by the police. She was not allowed to purchase a cup of coffee or even walk down the road because, man, that's a no-go zone. It allowed police to freeze the truckers' personal and corporate bank accounts and, of course, to compel tow truck companies to haul away vehicles. Now, the Associated Press, in reporting that the emergency powers have been revoked, said that the protests were first aimed at a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for cross-border truckers, but then they kind of morphed and changed into other COVID restrictions, and then that turned into hatred for Trudeau, 
And then this just all reflected the spread of, quote, disinformation in Canada and simmering populist and right-wing anger. So they just continue to go back to that. They literally have no other argument. It's always right-wing. It's always conservative, Nazi, Christian, white, straight people. I just don't understand why that's the only argument these people have. Plus, one of the MPs in Canada, Yara Sachs, literally said that honking your horn, honk, honk, is an acronym for Heil Hitler. She literally said that. It is an acronym for Heil Hitler, and it's so insane that you literally have to hear it or you, you couldn't believe it. The Capitol riots, it's 1,100 and counting who have donated to these illegal blockades. How many guns need to be seized? How much vitriol do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? Hail Hitler. Hong Kong, it's an acronym for Hail Hitler. And you see that emotional response. It's, a, it's an acronym for Hail Hitler. I, I, it's just unbelievable. I mean, who, who in Canada is waving a Confederate flag? I don't even see those in the States. Like once in a while, if you go into the middle of nowhere, you know, or if you're in the deep South, maybe you'll see a Confederate flag. Who the hell is waving a Confederate flag in Canada? Who's waving? You can't even buy a swastika flag. I like the flag. I think it's a cool flag. I actually ha- I had an old one. I had to throw it out because it got really dirty. I-, I would like to have an old piece of history, but I can't find one to buy it. So who the hell is getting their hands and where are they getting their hands on these swastika flags? And they're flying them all over. The only the only flags I saw flying in any of the videos, in any of the pictures, were Canadian flags. It's the same thing. That's all I saw flying other than all those. I thought they were kind of ridiculous and overdone, but all those, you know, pro-Trump flags back on January 6th, I just saw American flags. Nobody's flying a Nazi flag. And even if someone is flying a Nazi flag, as far as I'm concerned, they have a right to fly that Nazi flag. We're going to ban anything. We should ban the hammer and sickle. We should ban communist logos and insignias. But no, people can tattoo those on their body, wave them around, put them on their Facebook, put them on their Twitter. And somehow that's a virtuous thing. But the point is, Trudeau has revoked those emergency powers. The main point of tonight's broadcast, and this is a good thing, but it also means that we have to understand if Trudeau is able to literally or any leader any person in government can literally suspend physical parliament, can freeze bank accounts, tow away your property, take your animals, take your children, and then take money that was donated to your cause and either threaten, coerce, have hackers go in and hack those companies, dox people. If they can do that, in a supposedly free and open society where you have rights, like in Canada, not only can that be done everywhere, and it is in a lot of places because you don't even have you know those same kinds of quote-unquote rights, but it's like George Carlin said. If the government can just take your rights away, they're not rights, they're privileges. And I think the Canadian people have seen that you're living in a country of privileges. And if Trudeau decides to give you those privileges today, you'll have those privileges today. If not, well, then you have no rights. And again, this is all happening. It's coming together today, just a few hours before the revoking of those emergency powers. And by the way, this 
psychopathic deputy foreign affairs minister, Christia Freeland, is introducing legislation to uh, to make it a law that anybody donating to a group in Canada has to go through the uh, proper governmental channel so that those funds can be monitored all the time. So if this ever happens again, they'll be able to nip it in the bud immediately. But a few hours before that happened, we have our own so-called Freedom Convoy heading to Washington, D.C. They left, uh, well, just uh, essentially a few hours ago. Today, February 23rd into the 24th of 2022, the People's Convoy, as it's being called, they left from Southern California. Earlier this afternoon, they are planning to drive and be in Washington, D.C. around the 4th or the 5th. Some were hoping to be there for the March 1st State of the Union from Joe Biden. So that is the plan. That's where we are right now. And, and you know, here's the thing. The, the Emergencies Act may have been revoked, but, you know, the fact that you can invoke it over a protest and then not show the protest, just independent media has to show it, or individuals have to show it. You can literally make up anything you want about those protesters. They're waving swastikas, they're waving Confederate flags, whatever that means. Honk, honk is Heil Hitler. If you can do this over peaceful, just average, everyday citizens, not only do you not have a free and open society, but you have to look at the historical implications of that. On February 27th of 1933, the German parliamentary building burned. The next day, the decree for the protection of people and state went into effect. Within weeks, on March 23rd, this is all around the same time period, the same parliament passed the Enabling Act, assigning all legislative power to Hitler and his ministers. Now, the Canadian Prime Minister has acted much in the same way, invoking the Emergencies Act in the face of thousands of Canadians refusing to acquiesce to public health demands just to work or live. He then suspended physical parliamentary gatherings to avoid criticism of his power grab, censored MPs who called in to ask questions about the Great Reset, worked to arrest and detain without bail, confiscate property, bank accounts, and more. And they all do this in the name of Nazism, when they themselves are tied to literal Nazis. It's Truck Frudeau, the Canadian Reichstag, tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and we'll be back. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. 
Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau certainly penetrates the cabinets. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and he bragged how his subversive WEF, World Economic Forum, has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know, it was, I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good question. Good question there but the, the the audio is really really bad and the video is really really bad as well mr speaker that member is promoting open disinformation that's not debate uh, we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to disinformation and if conservative mps and others want to start talking about conspiracy theories building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda the sustainable development and the sdgs Canada is here to listen. Prime Minister Trudeau. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Not our chance to save you from a virus with a 99% survival rate. This is our chance to impose totally unprecedented social controls on the population in order to bypass democracy and change everything 
to conform with their weird academic theories that have never been tested in the real world and, by the way, don't actually make sense. Two weeks of chaos, it's still unclear exactly who is behind the so-called truckers' convoy. Who would have reason right now to cause as much chaos in Canada as possible? Well, top of that list is Russia. There is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things uh, as this as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from, from the outset. This is right out of the Trump playbook. There's a lot of fighting going on among the protesters themselves. Uh, this started off as an anti-vaccine protest, and it was anti-mandate, now it's sort of generically anti-government, all wrapped in this sort of notion or the guise of freedom, you know, whatever that means to these individuals, uh, basically they want exactly what they want, which is all those restrictions gone. As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. They are terrorizing our residents, torturing them with incessant honking, threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. How much vitriol do we have to see of honk honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? A group of well polished professional people that are trying to overthrow the democratically elected government of this country. So how many Nazi flags does it take? This group is a threat to our democracy. The democracy that we have to uphold. What we're seeing is bigger than just a city of Ottawa problem. But is it about something much deeper and darker? How many donors from the Capitol riots? This is a nationwide insurrection. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reason. I couldn't imagine anybody who could represent more the world which will come out of this fourth industrial revolution. Now, who could represent such a world better than you, Prime Minister? I'm Ryan Gable. And you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. It's amazing how they just hit on literally every single buzzword, every single hashtag. It's almost like they're posting a YouTube video or posting something to Twitter, and they just have to hit every single hashtag. It'll guarantee that that video, that that post will go viral. White supremacy, Nazis, anti-vaccine, Confederate flag, honk honk means Heil Hitler. These are terrorists subversives they're terrorizing i mean it's unbelievable that one ottawa city council member who literally just hit every single word and then at the end said this is a nationwide insurrection remember that woman this is a nationwide insurrection Other than just a city of ottawa problem this is a nationwide insurrection it's an insurrection literally using the same exact terminology in canada for the Freedom Convoy, as our media in the United States has used for the so-called riots of January 6th. Same thing with Build Back Better. Justin Trudeau uses Build Back Better. He uses the Great Reset. I mean, I thought Build Back Better was a campaign slogan of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Suddenly, every world leader who attended the, the young world leader Davos school is using the same term. Why is that? Tonight, we're going to talk with a good friend of mine from Canada and maybe more than just the Freedom Convoy because we haven't talked to her for a long time, probably since the so-called pandemic began. You notice I use the word so-called a lot because I'm not sold on the mainline narrative and definition, but we're going to talk to my friend Teresa in Canada 
Teresa, thank you for joining us this evening. Why is it that your prime minister is using the same terminology that our president's using? Why is your media and your city councils, why are they using the same terminology that our media and our governments are using? Build back better, reset insurrection. It's like they're reading from a script. Do you think? I don't know. (laughs) Just listening to all of those clips just makes my blood boil, honestly. Uh, Well, obviously, we are... um, in the same situation as the U.S., I believe, that our government has been infiltrated by uh, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. They have all been given the talking points. They've all been given the script to follow. And uh, he's been doing a great job, you know, so. He's been doing a great job pulverizing and demolishing the perception that you live in a free and open, kind society. Absolutely. How does that make you feel as a Canadian? We have a lot of Canadian listeners, so I've asked a lot of people this. People have emailed me. They don't want to necessarily come on the show. But how does that make you feel as a Canadian? Honestly, I feel sick to my stomach. I never thought I would honestly consider moving away from my country. I was born and raised in British Columbia. I love the city I lived in, um, it too has just been desolated over the last couple of years just with um, what's been allowed to happen there with the tent cities and uh, the homeless and the drugs, you know, giving the homeless free drugs, um, just things like that and, and the crime and the filth and the trash, businesses that have been annihilated by covid we drove downtown last week, and so many stores are, are closed and for lease, and it, it's just heartbreaking. Um, so I, you know, it was interesting because a couple years ago when, when Trudeau was first elected, it was interesting because he kept coming to our city to visit with our mayor. And that hadn't happened since 1966. Mr. had visited our mayor and we were all like, what is going on? And I honestly believe that, you know, he was obviously filling her in as, as to what was coming, how she was going to toe the line. And, you know, it's, it's been a sad thing to watch. The trucker convoy honestly gave me some hope because unfortunately so many Canadians, as you know, are so, so polite and, uh, you know, we say sorry if we bump into you or if you bump into us on the street, we say sorry. Um, and I would talk to friends and family and none of them were seeing what was going on. None of them could connect the dots. And when the trucker convoy started, you could just feel the energy. And we went down to the parliament buildings. And I mean, there was only about 1,000, 1,500 people but for the city I live in, that was quite something because we live in a very more left liberal city. You're and and you're on the other side of the country from Ottawa, correct? For listeners, I am. Yeah. So and, yeah. and and you still had that level of turnout where you are. So this isn't a fringe minority. Absolutely not. Starting when you hear the media talking, and like you say, they're they're using all the right buzzwords, right? And they're just. The, the, the negative slant they were putting on this, it's just so infuriating. And, you know, I would talk to friends and they would go, 
well, you know, I mean, this is really unacceptable. And they just buy into it. It's like, turn the TV off, people. <laughs> you know, and so it, it honestly gave me some hope and some of my close friends that have the same belief system as I do. You know, they believe that COVID is a pandemic. There's a much darker agenda behind it. I mean, I've watched us lose our freedoms. I've watched businesses go under. Unfortunately, I live in the province that still has all the mandates in place. You know, they they gave us a little bit of freedom last week by telling restaurants they could now go full capacity and bars and clubs could now open, but there's still no dancing and you still have to wear your mask and you still have to show a vax pass. So to me, what kind of freedom is that? Meanwhile, other provinces are opening, which is amazing. But, you know, then you hear the rumor, well, the only reason the other provinces are opening is because they want to look like the good guy. Say, hey, hey, I lifted all the mandates, you know? It's all political. The rumor, yeah, the rumor is Trudeau is actually going to bring in a federal tax pass. So, so that that's so th- this is what this is what you're hearing from living there. I mean, you're going. I'm glad that you're talking about all of this because this is what led to the so-called freedom convoy. This is what's leading to the people's convoy here in the United States. I mean, I've I've been skeptical of of how this was going to be portrayed by the media, which is pretty obvious that it was going to be portrayed the way that it has been. How it's yeah. going to be portrayed in the United States now with our convoy beginning today. Uh, did did you have? I mean, you said you have hope with this, but I mean, did did this turn out differently than you thought? What do other people in oh, Canada think? I it absolutely turned out um, not the way I was hoping. You know, when when they were all saying that they were not going to leave until the mandates were lifted, they were not going to leave until Trudeau came and talked to them. And when I heard his first speech when he referred to them as a fringe group and then he used, see, there was one photo op taken with the Nazi flag and it was a gentleman standing on the steps of this very high end hotel right down where the parliament buildings are in Ottawa. It was absolutely staged. And I saw the gentleman with the Confederate flag because what, what the mainstream media fails to address is how many people were there filming. You know, there's a lot of independent journalists that were filming everything going on and the mainstream media wasn't there at all until there was a photo op. For example, a trucker heard a sound outside of a truck. He came out with his cell phone filming and there was police officers circling this gentleman who basically seemed a bit like a street person, that he was probably high on drugs, and he was dancing around and egging them on and pushing them. And there was the mainstream news right there, ready to capture this. And the guy literally stood there saying, this is a false flag. This is planted. The guy's an actor. And then the next day, that was on the news, right? So they, they weren't catching what was really happening, which was thousands of people gathering there was music there was bouncy castles there was barbecues they were cleaning up garbage i heard that it was probably the probably some of the cleanest streets that ottawa and other places have had in a long time 
Exactly. And, you know, they, Trudeau accused them of, of stealing food from the homeless when they were feeding the homeless. There were so many people coming with, with food donations. They didn't know what to do with all of it. There was just so much of it. And, and crime dropped by 90%. I mean, I get the frustration of the Ottawa people with the, the honking of the horns. And, you know, they were told they had to stop between a certain time and they did. Right. So, I think that's really the only negative impact because they left the street, like they left a lane open in the residential part so people could actually get up and down the street. And, you know, it was just this constant negativity and calling them violent and and Nazis. And it was just so maddening because I, every night I'm watching different channels of stuff that's being put on TV. The, the one guy with the Confederate flag, you literally saw him being surrounded by about six truckers saying, hey, buddy, your message isn't welcome here. You need to leave. And he did. I had you know, a hard, I, I had a hard time understanding why, why this guy even had a Confederate flag up there. I don't know what that has much. Does that have much to do with your country? I know. But you see, then they can say he's a Trumper, right? This is, but it, it was just so heartbreaking because these, you would watch them being interviewed. They would help, they would hold press conferences and they would invite the, as they call it, the legacy media and they would not show up. So the, the room would be filled with the independent journalists, which was great. And they would put it on their, their channels every night mm-hmm. so they could actually get you know, the word out, look, this is what we want. We actually laid out a plan. We sent it to our MP. We sent it to, to Trudeau. They responded that, yes, we received it, but then they never, ever, you know, were willing to have a dialogue with us. And, you know, they they were so careful to keep it peaceful, to keep it positive, because they knew that there would be attempts at a false flag. Or, you know, provocateurs coming in and trying to, to make them look bad. So, you know, the fact that the, the entire mainstream media were so negative, just, it became really obvious. I mean, I, I had heard the, the millions of dollars that Trudeau had paid the CBC and other, you know, global and check and all that. And I had seen this released document showing money that had been sent to even small local um, neighborhood magazines, like news, news, news magazines that would come out like once a week, just sort of talking about what's happening locally. Like they were given $90,000 here, $150,000 there, just before the election. It's like, well, why would Trudeau give a small neighborhood newspaper $150,000. Right, right. Well, once once again, this is precisely what any government does when they take total and absolute control. They literally take control of the media so that they can craft the narrative around whatever it is that they are trying to sell you, their image that they're the good guys and you need to do what they're telling you to do, whether it's in Nazi Germany, communist Russia, communist China, Sometimes it's yeah. so, so bad they don't even take control of the media. They just execute the media like they did in China. So the point is, what you had happened in Canada, and now today a lot of people are thinking, well, they've removed the, they've, you know, they've revoked the Emergencies Act, and things are going to go back to normal. And that's the most disturbing thing I think I read today. Things are going to go back enough. to normal. 
But things are going to go back to an abnormal state that has now been made normal through the conditioning over the last two years. So now going back to that after this horrible trauma of honking for a couple of weeks, this now becomes the normal, the lockdowns, the passports, the masking, etc. To me, that is psychological warfare and gaslighting on a level that's unprecedented. Absolutely. And he just kept going, like every time he'd open his mouth in Parliament, he would say the same thing. You know, the, the conservative leader asked him a question, you know, is the prime minister willing to sit down with us and, and start making a plan to, to reopen and, and get things back to normal? And he just replied with, you know, we're all tired of this and we're all tired of COVID, but Canadians have come together and we've done the right thing and we've supported each other and we've got vaccinated and we all know the only way out of this is vaccination and she said but is the prime minister honestly saying you know we have 90 percent of canada vaccinated is he honestly saying that he expects 100 percent vaccination before he's willing to lift mandates and his response was the exact same answer he had just given previously it's like a script the only thing he can ever say is as a script, something that has been written for him, and he just spews the same thing over and over and over. Just like every time he opened his mouth about the truckers, they're they're Nazis. They're you know, it's just like it was so sickening. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like how number one, the fact that he won the election, he's a minority government, and the only reason they got the Emergencies Act passed is because the NDP party is now in cahoots with the Liberal Party. Yeah, I read that today. Yeah, so with those two parties combined, they now have the majority. Otherwise, it was the Conservative Party that had the majority, right? So the fact that he won the election again, I... I'm really beginning to be suspect. By 30%, 30%, the precise number that Adolf Hitler came to power with as well, 30% of the vote. I want to play something for you, Teresa. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. My friend Teresa, for a long time, she's up in Canada, very, very educated, and of course, experiencing all of this firsthand. Over in Ottawa, the city council Diane Deans. I don't know if you know who Diane Deans is, and I don't know if you heard this clip. It was in our montage. I want you to listen to what this woman said and think, not just you, Teresa, but everybody who's listening to this show right now, just think, this is precisely for the last two plus years what virtually every government, every corporation, every bootlicker has done, promoted, and supported, and yet they've taken it and then they projected it on the so-called Freedom Convoy. This is about 45 seconds. And listen to every one of these raw pieces of propaganda, each one of these words that this lady uses. Ottawa City Council, Diane Deans. This is from a couple weeks ago. Of this occupation. Occupation. Our city is under siege. Under siege. This group is emboldened by the lack of enforcement by every level of government. They are terrorizing our residents. Terrorizing our residents. This is where it gets really good. 
torturing them with torturing them incessant honking threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives i'm pretty sure that the governments of canada and around the rest of the world did that to people for over two years and they're still doing that to people terrorizing people with statistics and fear every single day constantly nonstop. you can't go to work you can't have a job you can't see your grandma exactly and that's what made me laugh when trudeau said in parliament that um you know, the borders had to remain open. This was imperative. And how dare the truckers do this? It's like, dude, you closed our border for a year and a half. What are you <laughs> right, exactly. About? Exactly. You know, you, you say that the Ottawa residents are being inconvenienced and, and terrorized. What about us for the last two years? We've been inconvenienced. I haven't been able to go to a restaurant since September or a movie theater or a sporting event. You know, I have no freedom other than I still, lucky me, I still get to go to work because I don't work for the provincial government or the airlines. I I work for privately owned business, so I'm allowed to still keep my job. But if I was a nurse or a doctor or a flight attendant or a provincial um, employee or a federal employee, I would either have to take the job or lose my job. So how is that freedom? How is that not being, you know, tortured in my mind? Like these these people in Ottawa sniveling because there was some trucks parked on their streets for two weeks. Give me a break. What about what the rest of Canada has had to endure for the past two years? The fact that they're there because they want their freedom back. Why does that make them far right Trump lovers, Nazis? Like, I don't understand why all of a sudden... Wanting your freedom back and, and wanting life to go back to the way it used to be. Why does that make you a far right conspiracy theorist? You see, you know. This is no conspiracy. This is fact. No. This is going on. You're absolutely right. And I know that you're asking that rhetorically, but also seriously, like I do. It's rhetorical, but it's serious. I, I really think part of the reason is it's the same reason this Ottawa City Council lady, Diane Deans, is using all those words. Terrorism, uh, terrorism or terrorizing and insurrection and all those words are words that not only are buzzwords but they trigger this idea this image in people's minds in the same way that swastika confederate flag white supremacy the average person isn't necessarily stupid a lot of people are the average person is just so consumed with trying to pay their bills and take care of their families and take care of themselves they have allowed other people in government, in corporations, in media to do their thinking for them. So all they know are those triggers. So they don't have to think a lot. Trudeau said they're Nazis. Honk, honk, Heil Hitler. That makes enough sense for me. I think uh, they are Nazis. That's what's going on. People have abdicated their seat of reasoning and they've turned over their thinking to media, corporations, big banks, and giant think tanks and groups like the World Economic Forum And as long as they have just enough money to pay their bills and they have just enough food on the table, they aren't going to do anything to rebel because it's convenient to acquiesce as long as you get a little teeny tiny piece of that tyranny working in your favor. That's what I think. Well, and here's the thing, too. You know, a year and a half ago, the truckers were our heroes because 
You know, they were out there still working, bringing food to our tables and anything we needed. Right. While we all hunkered down having to work from home and all this stuff, right? So so now there's suddenly white supremacists and terrorists and Nazis because they're asking, you know, for their freedom to travel across the border without having to quarantine for two weeks or take a, a test or get vaccinated. 90% of the truckers are vaccinated. And yet they're like, oh, anti-vaxxers. Has anybody stopped to actually ask the question, why are so many people against this vaccine? Like, why are they asking that question? Why aren't they researching it? Why are they saying, well, well, why are so many doctors being silenced and YouTube channels being taken down? And like, what's really going on here? Because it's an unacceptable view. That's why. Unacceptable views. Like, I constantly have an argument with my roommate because he's completely on the other side that, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. And, and, you know, he listens to the doctors and he, he studies medicine and he knows what the virus is and he knows vaccines are good, et cetera, et cetera. I said, yeah, but are you listening to the doctors that are actually looking at the vaccine under a microscope and actually looking at the studies and, and the results of like theirs, for example, as to how many people are being injured and, and all the athletes that are dropping dead of heart attacks in, in the prime of their health. And, you know, and I keep hearing friends go, oh, my God, a friend of mine suddenly died of a heart attack. And he was a runner. He was a hiker. He was super healthy. I'm like, oh, really? Was he vaccinated? You know, and they just look at me like, why would you ask that question? <laughs> well, you know, well, the, the, I'm not checking the news at all. <laughs> The same thing that you're talking about with truckers is precisely what our media here in the States has done with nurses and doctors. For two plus years, heroes on the front lines, signs in people's yards. Uh, I saw signs all over the place in New York. A hero lives here. Oh, us too. Banging the pots at 7 o'clock at night. Yes, yes, yes. And they had those. Our love and support. Those National Health uh, Service uh, round of applauses they gave in the U.K., and then as soon yeah. as some nurses and doctors said, I think I'll pass, well, you're yeah. fired, go home, you're not a hero anymore. And they keep talking about the, the, um, the hospital short staffing because so many people are too afraid to go to work because they don't want to catch COVID <laughs> yeah. or they're yeah. off sick with COVID. I'm like, oh my God, would you just tell the truth? At least, for example, in, in, in Quebec, they were going to, um, you know, basically fire you with you, you didn't take the vaccine and something like 8,000 nurses and doctors basically said, well, we're not taking it. And they suddenly realized, holy shit, we're, we're going to be in big trouble. So they, they reneged. They said, okay, okay, okay. You don't have to have vaccine, but any new hire will have to have the vaccine. And, and then they, 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 they let people come back to work here in the States. Now they're begging nurses to come back to work. We're speaking with Teresa, a good friend of mine up in Canada, getting her first-hand take and opinion on what has been going on the last couple of years in Canada, particularly the so-called Freedom Convoy, as the Emergencies Act has been revoked in Canada today, just a few hours after our People's Convoy, the USA Freedom Convoy, embarked to Washington, D.C. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More with Teresa after this. Email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media. And please subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info for the full show archive, advertisement-free, all 
of the montages, including the one that we played and will play again tonight, and digital copies of all of my books. When you support us, you keep us on air Monday through Friday. It's www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also grab one of my books. Check us out on Patreon and support our affiliate Pro One Water Filters. If you're listening on a radio podcast player, please go to the bottom of that player. It doesn't cost you anything except maybe 20 seconds. Leave us a review so other people know that you enjoyed the show and give us a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve. More of The Secret Teachings after this. It's Truck Frudeau, Canada's Reichstag. We'll get into more of that after this. This young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, we penetrate um, the cabinets. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. How dare you? For information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau certainly penetrates the cabinet. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and he bragged how his subversive WEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know, it was, I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there but the, the the audio is really really bad and the video is really really bad as well mr speaker that member is promoting open disinformation that's not debate uh, we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to disinformation and if conservative mps and others want to start talking about conspiracy theories building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the sdgs Canada is here to listen. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reason. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Not our chance to save you from a virus with a 99% survival rate. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. ...to impose totally unprecedented social controls on the population in order to bypass democracy and change everything to conform with their weird academic theories that have never been tested in the And you're listening to The, the Secret way, Teachings Radio, two weeks hour number chaos, two. It's still unclear exactly who is behind the so-called trucker's convoy. Who would have reason right now to cause as much chaos in Canada as possible? Well, top of that list is Russia. There is concern... Oh, Russia, Russia did it. I forgot Russia set up the freedom convoy things uh, as this as this protest grows but perhaps even instigating it from from the outset this is right out of the trump playbook there's a lot of fighting going on among ah, the trump did it too themselves. uh this started off as an anti-vaccine protest and it was anti-mandate now it's sort of generically anti-government all wrapped in this sort of notion or the guise of freedom you know whatever that means to these individuals uh, basically they want exactly what they want which is all those restrictions gone. As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake. They make it sound so wild. They want all the restrictions gone. Talking, threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. How much vitriol do we have to see of Honk Honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? A group of well I didn't know that. polished professional people that are trying to overthrow the democratically elected government of this country. So how many Nazi flags does it take? This group is a threat to our democracy. The democracy that we have to uphold. This whole last bit of sound clips. I just need my Joe Biden bit ready to go. Something much deeper and darker. How many donors 
from the Capitol riots. This is a nationwide insurrection. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reason. I couldn't imagine anybody who could represent more the world which will come out of this force. Then the young Joseph Stalin. Now who could represent such a world better than you, Prime Minister? This is The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the broadcast, whether you're listening in the morning, afternoon, night, in the free archive, or you are listening in the ad-free archive at thesecretteachings.info. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast, leaving us a review on the many radio and podcast players, and sticking with us through all of these years. If you're a new listener, though, welcome to The Secret Teachings, a special welcome to the broadcast. Tonight's show is Truck Frudeau, the Canadian Reichstag, for those of you who don't know. And it's also interesting because the time, the time frame is very, very close historically. February 27, 1933, the German Parliament building was burned. The next day, the decree for the protection of people and state went into effect. Within weeks, on March 23rd of 1933, that same parliament passed the Enabling Act, assigning all legislative power to Hitler. Later, Hitler merged the chancellorship and the presidency into Zephyra and took total control of Germany. Now, I will say that Hitler, to me, is not the biggest villain because Hitler brought Germany out of an immense depression brought on by those terrible Weimar years and the post-World War I treaties that decimated the German economy culture, society, military, etc. I don't think Hitler is the most evil man in history. I think that might belong to someone like, I don't know, Mao Zedong. I mean, Mao Zedong killed 65 million people conservatively and indiscriminately. Okay, Even if Hitler killed 6 million Jews precisely as we've been told, I don't know how 6 million Jews are more important than 3 million Christians that died or, I don't know, 65 million Chinese or how there are 3 to 4 million Uyghurs in concentration camps in China today, and nobody seems to care. But the point is, the anniversary of this is coming up in a few days, and it's interesting because the Canadian Prime Minister has acted in much the same way Hitler did, invoking the Emergencies Act in the face of thousands of Canadians refusing to acquiesce to public health demands just to work or live. And Trudeau then suspended physical parliamentary gatherings to avoid criticism of his power grab, You heard the clips in the montage I made a moment ago. You heard that censoring MPs who ask honest questions about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Then worked to arrest and detain without bail, confiscate property and freeze bank accounts and more. Canadian officials have also said that honking is equivalent to Heil Hitler, honk honk, Heil Hitler. That one just went right over the top of my head. And then they say everything's Nazi, 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 because the average person wants to be good, I think. And the average person doesn't know much more than Hitler bad, Nazi bad. I don't want to be Hitler Nazi, so I will find any opposition to Hitler and Nazi. Not knowing that the Nazis know that, that the communists know that, more so the Nazis, same thing, national socialists, communists, whatever. Slight difference. And so they drape themselves in opposition to Nazis and racists and sexism and bigotry. And when you support it, you're actually supporting the very things you think you're taking a stand against. It's called NLP 
and behavioral psychology nudging you in the direction they want to nudge you in. But it's astounding because Trudeau's deputy minister, Christia Freeland, is literally the granddaughter of an actual Nazi collaborator, Michael Komiak, from the Ukraine. And Trudeau himself is a young leader under the guidance of the World Economic Forum, not to mention who Trudeau's father is, and Klaus Schwab, whose father ran Escher Weiss, a Swiss company in Ravensburg that was protected from Allied bombings that literally manufactured weapons of war for the Nazis. And then others like George Soros, who's been intimately involved in the Ukraine and overthrowing countries around the world, in the United States and in Canada, installing you know, district attorneys and installing people in, in positions of power with his money to carry out his will, which is the same will of the World Economic Forum. George Soros is an admitted Nazi collaborator on the front lines of the Great Reset. So I don't know how these people can call themselves opposition to Nazism, implying that they are because we don't stand with people who wave swastikas when they're literally descendant and working for descendants of actual Nazis. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My good friend Teresa up in Canada is with us. Teresa, what do you think about all of this? Well, a question came to mind when I was listening to the clip. If the World Economic Forum is so good and has nothing but the best in mind for our future and for humanity, why did they have to secretly infiltrate every government around the world? Apparently, there are 42 members of our government that are members of the World Economic Forum. He said half. He said half of your cabinet. So if that's about half. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, because I have no idea. Honestly, I, I never really was interested in Canadian politics. Um, so I'm, I'm learning now as I go. But yeah, so 42 of them are all members of the World Economic Forum. And I tried to go online and listen to what their mantra is. What, what is their message? What are their plans? What are their ideas for the world? And it's just. It's just a bunch of really good-sounding words, but yes. you don't really hear what their plan is. Oh, we're going to, uh, you know, fix the world hunger or all of this kind of thing. It's like, well, or poverty. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, they don't actually tell you, <laughs> right? So is that through, you know, depopulation? Like, wh- what is their plan? So no, you're, I just find it. You're precisely right. It's all just about good sounding phrases, statements and words, whether they're the the, the development goals of the United United Nations, the 17 goals for sustainability, quote unquote sustainability, which is basically they say social justice. Then they have the United Nations combining with the World Economic Forum, combining with I mean, these are all big banks and big corporations that have made record profits in the last couple of years. They're literally penetrating the cabinets, as Klaus Schwab said, controlling so-called elected, democratically elected officials, which is another thing that bothers me is that you've got all your, you have so many MPs in Canada and the media talking about democracy, democracy, democracy. And then you literally just have people in your parliament working for outside unelected, giant, enormous, lumbering, authoritarian groups that get their money from God knows where. So I don't get how they can be so concerned with democracy, yet they're literally 
being controlled by people that take orders from the World Economic Forum. Literally, even though the New York Times said it doesn't exist, I mean, they do have a website and everything, and Klaus Schwab said... Yeah. I mean, listen, listen to this guy. He sounds like a, a, like a, a Bond villain. We penetrate the cabinets. We penetrate the cabinets. Plus, plus Chris, Christia Freeland, the foreign affairs minister uh, in Canada, not only is she the granddaughter of an actual Nazi, which doesn't necessarily make her a Nazi, but she um, she's literally on the board of trustees for the World Economic Forum. If you type in Christia Freeland, World Economic Forum, her name pops right up. It's They're proud of it. They're not hiding anything. But you're, you're right. The point is, if it's so great, why do they have to hide things? Why do they have to penetrate the cabinets because sovereign governments, sovereign nations, people in Canada, people in the United States don't want that. It's the same reason that after World War I, Teresa, the U.S. Congress did not want to enter into the League of Nations. So we had a second world war, then we had a U.N. set up, and then the U.S. said, okay, we'll go into the United Nations. This is just U.N. 2.0. This is the establishment of that world government. That's why they don't care about the borders. That's why they don't care about anything except integrating everything into this one-size-fits-all system where people like Klaus Schwab, unelected, can, can basically control every aspect of your life. It's, it's beyond disgusting. But no, they're saying it's all about getting you in Canada back to normal. Well, what kind of normal is that, Teresa? Is that, the, is that the normal where you could go to a bar and a restaurant? Or is it back to the normal where you couldn't do that because you've been segregated? And I have unacceptable views, so yes. I probably be allowed out you know, honestly, I, I, for the last two years, I have felt like I live in the twilight zone. Nothing is making sense. Um, I'd always had this because I've done a lot of research like you have over the years and you hear about the new world order and you hear about these plans and these conspiracies, but you, you can't actually fathom that they're actually going to happen. So when COVID first reared its ugly head, I said to my friends and family, I said, mark my words, after the two weeks to flatten the curve, this will not be over. I bet you a million dollars in a year from now, we will still be in this. And now it's been two years. And they're all like, oh, stop it. You're such a conspiracy theorist. It's like, you know, I just, I felt like something was coming. I didn't know how it would look. And now here I sit in a country. I'm not allowed to leave. I'm not allowed to board a plane. Um, you know, and, and when you look at the list of things that Jews were no longer allowed to do under Hitler's rule in Germany, it's identical. They weren't allowed to go to the theater. They weren't allowed to go to restaurants. They weren't allowed to go to sporting events. And I'm like, what's next? Like concentration camps? And one of my fears was with the trucker convoy was that Trudeau was going to use it in his favor to bring more control. And I was surprised today to hear that he had ended it. But my fear is that he's going to create a false flag blame it on the truckers and use that to actually lock us all down again. And I thought he was going to use it as, because apparently the truckers were all talking about walking out of their jobs on Monday and not going back to work until the mandates were lifted, which would create, you know, that, chaos. That would be, that would be the best way to do it from the beginning. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but, you know, because then what that would help 
do is demonize the truckers, right? So now everybody is going to be against the truckers even worse. And then if there's food shortages, people are going to panic. And then there's chaos in the streets. And, and, you know, I could just see him using the Emergencies Act to say, okay, everybody, martial law, you have to be in your homes by seven at night. And, you know, it was just, so I, I still don't feel like we're out of this at all. Um, you know, like a friend of mine said, well, we're still in an emergency because he's still our prime minister. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we feel. If anything, I hope that this has awakened a lot of people yes. to see what kind of control the government can have over us, to see how corrupt and bought and paid for the media really is. You know, I hope that people try to search and look in other ways to see what was really going on in Ottawa. Because like I say, there were so many videos out there. Um, you know, I mean, it, it broke my heart when I was seeing them towards the end. This one young man, he was in the military, uh, and he was a, a tracker, and he had spent so many hours um, filming and interviewing people. And he was basically told that he had to delete all of his footage. And if he didn't, they were basically going to arrest him, you know, and, and when they cornered it off and made it a red zone where nobody was allowed in, the mainstream media was allowed to go in, but none of the independent media were, were allowed. So basically now they were completely shutting down free speech. So, you know, it's, it's a scary place to be, I feel. And, you know, I'm just kind of bracing myself for what could be next. Well, that's, that's um, the thing. To, that's the thing, Teresa. If you live in a country, I, I mean, you obviously live in a country that's a little bit different than where I live here in the States. And then obviously, since I've moved to Arizona, the mindset here is generally more different than it is, you know, in, in most states in this country. It's, it's much more traditional here. But the, the idea is you live in a country where you're supposed to have rights. I mean, you're supposed to have rights as a Canadian, right? You're supposed to have a right to free speech. and freedom right but if Very much constitution your government can take them away that quick based on a peaceful demonstration which is a right then you don't really have any rights and that's what the government of canada has showed you except it's not really the government of canada that's the sad thing it's not really even justin trudeau it's the people that are pulling the strings that control him and christia christia freeland literal nazis well we have rights as long as they are in line with their, you know. Yeah, privileges. Like when, when Black Lives Matter and Antifa were rioting and protesting, Trudeau spoke, everyone has a right to protest. And he actually went out with them and bent a knee. He took a knee, yeah, I saw that. He took a knee. And yet he wasn't willing to do that with the truckers. Well, and not... Not a thing was vandalized, not a person was hurt, nothing was set on fire. Like, it, it just, it, it's so disheartening. That, that, Teresa, I'm sure that you know as well as most of my audience in general knows, that is what communism looks like. They can riot, they can protest, they can loot, they can vandalize, they can rape, they can steal they're literally in places like communist China during the revolution, the Red Guards, and even before the Red Guards, disenfranchised people, people that just were upset that their neighbors had things they didn't have. 
They were given warrant to do anything and everything that they wanted to do. They were encouraged to destroy things. They were encouraged to burn things down. And then on top of that, especially here in the States, I don't know how it is in Canada, you've got the same people that are sponsoring that kind of behavior calling to end police funding and police presence, which leads to even further violence. And the violence that is stopped can't be prosecuted. The cops get in trouble for stopping it. It's all about creating an absolutely chaotic world so then those people can then step in and act like the saviors. Exactly. 1984. It's a classic authoritarian move, and it's it's, it's essentially a checkmate. And that's what I want to ask you. I mean, obviously, obviously, thinking in a what people would perceive as a negative mindset, it's over, we lost. I don't like thinking in that way. I don't think it's about losing or winning per se. But by the looks of it, Teresa, it doesn't look like you really live in a free and open Canada anymore. It looks like you live in a globalist occupied uh, uh, a state that is being integrated into a world government. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't look like you live in Canada anymore. What do you think That's about right. that? That's exactly how it feels. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'll bring to mind a few years back, if you recall, Trudeau gave a $10 million check to a man who murdered an American soldier and sued the government for the treatment he received in prison. Mm -hmm. So the Canadian government, to make him feel better, gave him a check for $10 million. You know, and yet here he is seizing bank accounts because, um, you know, grandma down the road sent $20 to the trucker convoy. You know, it, it's absolute insanity. I thought it was so, I thought it was really scary when I saw that they were going to confiscate bank accounts, freeze bank accounts. And it doesn't matter. I love the lemmings that are always like, well, they they revoked the Emergencies Act today and they, they, they unfroze the bank accounts. It's like, I don't care if they froze them for 30 seconds and unfroze them. The fact that you can't protest peacefully in Canada without having your assets frozen, without being yeah. threatened and having your speech shut down, you don't live in a free country. That should terrify every Canadian. Well, the scars are never going to heal. Like, I don't know how we move forward from here. Because I know myself, I was, I mean, I didn't donate to the convoy, only basically because I never got around to it, um, working way too much. But, you know, I actually transferred my money out of my TFSA because I'm going to take all of my money out of the bank. I don't care that they've, they're no longer doing this, but I no longer trust the banks because they gave them carte blanche. You can freeze whatever bank account you want. You yes. can refuse to do business with whoever you want. And that to me is, that's unacceptable. This is not, this is no longer Canada, you know? And I keep thinking, okay, maybe I need to sell my place. Maybe I need to completely get rid of all my things so I can be ready to get the hell out of here as soon as that border opens to the unvaccinated. I don't know if it ever will. I don't know. Like I th- the way things are going, I, I'm really honestly afraid that they, they never will. I think there's going to be some pullback, but I think that you've got the right idea, Teresa. If you prepare 
And I'm sure that there are a lot of Canadians feeling the same way. I know a lot of Americans were flooding into Canada years ago. I feel like a yeah. lot of Canadians are going to flood into the United States now because I'm sure there's a lot of people like you that once that border opens for people that are unvaccinated, you're going to rush across the border into a country that's a little bit more free, hopefully into a state that's more free. I mean, you know, you've always got a place here with me if you need to get out and you can get out. But how many more people do you know that are in this same position? Obviously, you have a lot of friends that are kind of in opposition. They buy the narrative. But clearly, from coast to coast, I mean, you said, what, 1,500 people showed up and you're on the other side of the country from Ottawa, showed up at, mm-hmm. you, at your parliament building. So there's a, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people, right? A lot of people. Yeah, it was amazing. Trucks everywhere, Canadian flags everywhere. Um, the, the gentleman who, uh, Brian Beckford, who was the last surviving person who helped to actually write the Canadian um, Charter of Rights and Freedoms in 1982 uh, was speaking at Parliament, so I got to listen to him. And he's actually suing the government on the travel ban because that, that's against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Every Canadian citizen has the right to travel anywhere in Canada they so desire and to leave Canada anytime they so desire. So, um, yeah, so he's suing the federal government. Um, yeah, so like I say, with the trucker convoy, it just really gave us hope, and we were pretty pretty elated. And I remember when we were driving to the parliament to check, check it out, this young man um, was driving past us, and he ro- he rolled down his window because my buddy had a big Canadian flag on his truck, and he's like, "Oh my God, man, you got to get down there. People are dancing." He goes, "Oh, I just feel so energized," and he was just like hooting and hollering, and I'm like, "Yes, that's what it feels like, and that's that's what these people were about. They were about love. They were about community. They were about coming together and celebrating." the Canada that they love and the Canada that they want to bring back. And they were willing to stay for as long as it took to fight for us, for their fellow Canadians. And a lot of them, like, you know, one of the organizers is in jail and they, they won't give her bail. And I don't know what happened to the other fellow. He was getting sentenced today. And, and it's just heartbreaking that they're treating these people like they're terrorists. And all they are is just Canadians who love their country, saw something that just was unacceptable from their government, a complete overreach uh, and dictatorship. And they were just saying, hey, come on, guys, other countries around the world are lifting these mandates. Let's do this. It's time to get back to normal. You know, with the amount of suicides, the depression, the alcoholism, the loss of jobs, the devastation that these these mandates and the lockdowns have brought around the world when this virus supposedly has a 99.6% survival rate. It's just horrendous. My fear is that they're just going to use every flu, every cold, every flu season that comes around, that they can just do this again and again and again. And next thing you know, like Klaus Schwab said, oh, next up, the climate crisis. So, you know, they've already got that all planned. Yes, they do. Down and taking away our freedoms and our rights. That's the next so step. I just don't know how we're going to get out of this. That's the next step mixed with what we've been talking about for a couple of years here on The Secret Teachings. It's pretty clear it's going to be a cyber attack. Wouldn't be surprised if they blame that on Russia as well. They blamed Russia and Donald Trump for your freedom convoy. I can't wait to see 
sure it'll be the same two actors, what they blame on our people convoy here in the United States, which just began a couple of hours ago heading to Washington, D.C., or different parts of Washington, D.C. I heard that they might not go directly to D.C. That might just be some cover, so they kind of confuse authorities, but it's called the People's Convoy. They're heading to D.C. right now. This was, I believe, like two or three, maybe four hours before Justin Trudeau revoked the Emergencies Act in Canada. But again, just because that act is revoked doesn't mean that everything suddenly goes back to normal because the normal that it's going back to is still an abnormal state of affairs that provoked the so-called Freedom Convoy to begin with. And on top of that, your little Nazi foreign affairs minister, Christia Freeland, finance minister, Christia Freeland, plans to introduce legislation so that crowdfunding platforms continue to register and report with the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center of Canada, FinTrack, so that any money that is donated for, let's say, future convoys or future protests goes through this governmental system and it's monitored and tracked, and they'll decide if it's appropriate to distribute the funds. That's going to now probably be the general state of affairs in Canada because they've used this as a means to pass that type of legislation. It's precisely what every authoritarian regime has done throughout history. And although I don't necessarily think Hitler was the most evil man in history, we know a lot about that history. And we know that after the, bur- the burning of the German parliamentary building, the Reichstag, the Enabling Act was passed in just a few weeks. And what happened in Germany, of course, happened in literally dozens and hundreds of countries around the world in, in, in the modern day whether it's communism, fascism, etc., same exact playbook, the taking control of media, the taking control of infrastructure, the taking control of manufacturing, the taking control of energy. It's, it's just a takeover. That's all that it is. It's a takeover. And if you see this happening in places like Canada, you see that happening in places like the United States. I mean, we have some, some like barriers to this kind of tyranny here in the States, but they overcome those barriers by calling everything Nazi, like we said, calling everything terrorism. And the other thing is, I mean, I don't know if you heard this, Teresa, and we got to take a break here in a minute. I don't know if you're going to stay with us for the final segment, but our media in this country literally called the January 6th protesters. They said this was Pearl Harbor. This was the Holocaust like invoking that kind of imagery because of protesters. Because again, that's all the general public can comprehend. If you say it's like Pearl Harbor, a lot of people died on Pearl Harbor. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Can you stay with us another segment or do you need to go? No, absolutely. Okay, great. So we're going to have another segment with Teresa. Teresa, you hold on one second. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come right back. I want to get into some of the segregation that's happening in Canada same things happening here in the States, and a little bit more about what the Canadian government did to not just the Freedom Convoy, but those that supported the Freedom Convoy, some of the acts that they enacted and what those acts allowed them to do, the emergency measures regulations and the emergency economic measures order, giving you a little bit of a sample of what's probably going to happen here in the United States. Hopefully we can learn some of those lessons from Canada as the People's Convoy has gotten underway here today, February 23rd, 
into the 24th, 2022. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. It's the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable my good friend Teresa is with us tonight from canada seeing that fringe minority with unacceptable views stretch from coast to coast you know that we share those same unacceptable views here on the secret teachings with all the gaslighting the behavioral psychology The NLP, the mind control programming, the suggestibility of the general public, and the fact that the general public is just trying to fulfill their needs on Maslow's hierarchy. It's no wonder that people can be swayed with simple symbols. Those symbols are words like terrorism, Nazi, white supremacy, Confederate flag honk honk is Heil Hitler I think our media has it cut out for themselves to come up and think about some 
Some crazier excuses for our people's convoy heading to Washington, D.C. right now as we speak, leaving Southern California earlier today, February 23rd, 2022. What Justin Trudeau did in Canada not only makes him kind of like a dictator, it literally makes him in the image of Adolf Hitler and what the German people got as a result of the burning of the parliamentary building, the Reichstag, back in 1933. But see, this idea, I know people are going to say, well, Hitler burned the Reichstag and Trudeau didn't start the convoy. No, but you're using an event to justify your emergency declaration so that you can take power. The emergency measures regulations put in place prohibited public gatherings that could, quote, lead to a breach of the peace. Yes, like the last two plus years in Canada. The very reason why people were going to Ottawa in the first place. Regulations were banning travel to gatherings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, including banning support of those gatherings because that's not authoritarian or nightmarish. And the emergency economic measures order aimed to starve the convoy of money, which also means food, fuel, warmth, and deter people from supporting its activities. I read this from the conversation today. This was probably the scariest thing I read all day. The goal of these orders and the Emergencies Act, which now has been revoked just a few hours ago, The goal was to end the convoy's activities so that the city of Ottawa could get back to normal without any need for a violent crackdown. And I love the gaslighting. They're like, we stopped the terrorists and we didn't even use force. Although they did trample a bunch of people with horses. They did push a bunch of people over. They did beat people. They did smash phones into people's faces. But that's not violent. That's mostly a peaceful demonstration. Here's Justin Trudeau revoking the Emergencies Act. And today, after careful consideration, we're ready to confirm that the situation is no longer an emergency. Therefore, the federal government will be ending the use of the Emergencies Act. We are confident that existing laws and bylaws are now sufficient to keep people safe. That is doublespeak. What he means is we are sure that existing restrictions and existing perceptions are in place to prevent people from ever doing this again. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My good friend Teresa is with us from Canada. Teresa, Throughout this whole thing and the subsequent protests, which have not been reported, I didn't even know there were other protests at other government offices across Canada until you told me this. You went down to one. You said there were hundreds, if not several thousand people. I think you said 1,500 there uh, where you are. But with with all of that transpiring, um, I'm sure that it's all not going to just go away overnight. People are still going to be going down and protesting. But None of this has been made about the so-called you know, virus. I, I, I find it interesting that Justin Trudeau or somebody in your government didn't step up and talk with the truckers and say, look, I mean, we have to f- at least say, at least bullshit me and say, well, 
we need to really follow the science here, okay? I mean, this is a super spreader event. You need to put your masks on if you're going to be here. They just, they abdicated that line of thought. They just went right to confiscate, freeze, arrest, and run people over with horses. So, I mean, is are, are you thinking that things are going to get worse in Canada? Are they going to get a little bit better in Canada? What's it like to live in Canada? You are literally being segregated from society, as you told me. Yeah, don't forget the rubber bullets and the pepper spray. But they weren't violent. Um, mostly peaceful. <laughs> mostly peaceful. Uh, how does it feel to live in Canada? It feels soul-sucking, honestly. Uh, I mean, I live on the West Coast. I live surrounded by the ocean and mountains and cherry blossom trees and, you know... I live I live in the most beautiful city in Canada and yet I'm not allowed to do anything. Like I literally go to work every day and then I go home. So you can't have, you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a restaurant, no. you can't go to a movie theater. No, I used to love going watching live music or going to the movies or the theater, you know, live concerts and bowling and playing pool with friends and and I cannot do any of it and uh just because you don't have what is it one two three vaccines <laughs> right now they're only mandating the two they're really pushing the booster but the vax pass still covers you if you only have the two um but yeah I I said, you know, I'm going to wait. I want to see what's going to happen because these vaccines were brought out under an emergency declaration and uh, they weren't properly vetted and, and tested. And I thought, you know, I just want to wait because I have a medical condition and I was hearing right off the get-go that a lot of people were having blood clotting and strokes mm-hmm. and I'm already flexible. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to wait. And then, because I already felt like the whole purpose of COVID was to bring out the vaccine. Like the vaccine is the end game. So I just wanted to be proven wrong. And no one around me got sick. No one around me got COVID. Um, Unfortunately, my mother, who was a healthy, strong 80-year-old woman, never sick a day in her life. A month after her second vaccine, she was so filled with cancer after having clear blood blood work done four months prior. Um, she was so full of cancer, and as the doctor put it, lesion. My mom's doctor was in tears and just couldn't understand what had happened to cause this very rapid, very aggressive cancer, and. Uh, a month after my mother's second vaccine, she passed away. Teresa, you told me, I know we didn't plan to talk about this tonight, but didn't you tell me that not only did she have that, that clean blood work, but they had, they had just looked at her and found nothing like it was right. She had had, she had had a chest x-ray and an ultrasound. And then they, then they found the cancer right after this. About a month later, my mom started throwing up. And she told me there was two black disc-sized blobs in her, sorry to give you the graphic, um, in her vomit. Okay. And 
like, whoa, that's, that's scary. And um, she just never really recovered. And I kept saying, mom, you need to go to the doctor. But because of COVID, it was really hard to get in to see a doctor in person. And um, so when she finally did, they sent her for a chest x-ray and uh, that's when they found the tumor in her lung. My mother never smoked a day in her life. She had cancer in her lung and in her liver. She never drank. So, yeah, it was just shocking. And I had begged her not to get the vaccine. And she just poo-pooed me. Oh, my daughter, the conspiracy theorist, you know. Was she having, was she having trouble walking as well? Um, about, yeah, she started having trouble walking. Um, she, when she came to, because she lives up the island for me, she came down to go to the cancer clinic and she couldn't walk up the stairs without help. And she had barely been able to eat. And, you know, I was begging her, I'm like, mom, you know, you got to eat. And she basically told me that the doctor said she had six months to live, which took her to Christmas. And I just said, Mom, you know, if you don't get some food in you and you're not you're not going to be here in six months. And three weeks later, she was gone. So is there any part of you that feels happy for your mom? Not not just in the general sense, but due to everything that that has transpired since then. Uh, yeah, I actually said that to my stepdad the other day. I said, you know, I'm kind of happy she got out. She's not having to go through this shit anymore, you know? I mean, now I'm mostly worried for my daughter and, and uh, you know, her partner. They haven't started a family yet, but I worry because they're both double-backed, unfortunately. And, um, you know, I just really worry for their future. And... Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty devastating. I never thought I would be at this stage in, in the game. You know, as, as I get older, you always imagine how your retirement's going to look. And, you know, maybe six months in Mexico on the beach and <laughs> the other six months traveling or whatever. And, you know, I just have no, I have no hope for the future. You know, the fact that I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to flee my own country is pretty surreal. Um, but I mean, you are you just like a lot of Canadians, you are literally a political prisoner and a Canadian prisoner in your own state, in your own home. And you can't yeah. even leave the country without taking a vaccine, which shows that if you know, I mean, if if they didn't want you there, that would be one thing. But they are holding you hostage until you take the vaccine. You can't even escape. That's what a prison is. Ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing, you know, Trudeau said, and this is what causes me concern as well. When he was on a program, he said, you know, these people that won't take the vaccine, you know, these unacceptable views and mostly they're racist and misogynist. And, you know, these people take up space. And what are we going to do with them? I'm going to make the life of the unvaccinated as miserable as possible. And when he said those things, I was, that's when I was like, wow. Because I remember seeing the tender put out 
about April of 2020, so very shortly after, you know, the pandemic came about, that they were looking to have COVID camps built and completed by December of 2021. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's a, that's a, a year and a half away. Why the hell at that point would we need COVID camps? What the hell is this about? So it's always been in the back of my mind, you know, is that where they're going to put the unvaccinated? Um, and at that point, I'm obviously going to have to make a decision if that happens. But, you know, just that kind of dialogue and those kinds of threats just really makes you wonder how far is this man going to go? And when he did the emergency act, I was like, whoa, okay, is this the beginning of it? You know, what kind of power is he is he going to take here? Um, they have I mean, this, I, there's the same proposals in places like New York State, Washington State, which isn't really that far from you. And no. you have people all across this country in the United States who are, I mean, in surveys and people asking questions on the street are actively excited, some of them, or adamant that if you don't take a vaccine, you should be put in a camp. We had legislation introduced in the state of New York. When I was living there and the legislatures wanted to create camps to put people under the order of the governor, not even because they were sick with COVID, but if they were assumed to have come into contact with somebody. So like they did in Australia. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So what's happening here, what's happening there, what's happening in Australia It's all the same playbook. That's why your quote-unquote prime minister, Teresa, you know this, most of our audience knows this, but to just reinforce the idea, this is why your prime minister is using words like, it's time for a reset. And you listen to the way he talks, that NPR voice. It's time for a reset. And build back better, which was, I thought, the campaign slogan of our president here in the United States, build back better. Why is your prime minister using that? So this is a global Call it agenda, call it order, call it whatever you want to call it, but they're taking orders from someone, and that person is not elected, and they do not represent the people of Canada, the people of the United States. And a lot of countries have it, as bad as you have it there in Canada, a lot worse than you have it there in Canada. You could be in Australia, Teresa. Yes, exactly. I could be. But you're, <laughs> but you're also trying to prevent Canada from becoming Australia. Yes, that is the goal. <laughs> And this is the thing, if we're such horrible people, as, you know, if we're the deplorables, the unvaccinated are the deplorables, right? Absolutely. Then let us leave the country. Say good riddance to us then, right? But they literally, some French-Canadian program was literally uh, interviewing small children, you know, around between the ages of 5 and 12, asking them, what do they think that we should do with the unvaccinated? And these little children were saying, oh, they should be put in jail. Oh, I have that. I have that. I can't speak French, but yeah, this is it. They're asking the kids. And they're like, yes, put them in the camps and take away this stuff until they comply. So, you know, when, when you when you see all of these things, you've got to put it all together, right? Because it's all leading somewhere. And when I when I talk to my friends and my family and I try to tell them these things, you know, they just look at me like I'm crazy. 
Well, what do you want to tell the audience tonight? Is there anything else that you would like to tell the audience? This show will circulate around the world. We have listeners in Australia, listeners in Japan, a lot of listeners in Mexico, the UK, a lot of listeners in Canada. What would you like to say? Well, you know, we're all one. We, you know, where we all, what's the, what's the phrase? Where we go one, we go all. We're all in this together and we need to wake up and we need to be willing to fight because honestly, um, if we don't, we're not going to have anything left anyway. That's so right. It's time to decide what is most important. It's about our kids, about our grandkids, what kind of a world do we want to leave them? And uh, I don't want to leave them this. So, yeah, it's, it's time. We, we got to come together and we got to be willing to do what it takes. The more you acquiesce and the more you go along with these people, the worse it gets, not the better. We've seen okay. that over the last couple of years. The more you participate. Last night. Yeah. One freedom lost. You will never get it back. You will Look never get it back. Act, right. The Patriot Act after 9-11. Patriot Act, the NDAA, all the subsequent things that aren't even now legislation. See, they've gone to another level here in the States, Teresa. For the last two years, they just said, well, the CDC said it. you have to do it. And I've been telling people the CDC are not legislatures. It's not a legislature. They don't legislate things. So we don't have to follow their recommendations. They're not laws. And people in this country can't grasp that concept. The Supreme Court has had to tell the CDC, you don't have authority to extend the eviction moratorium. You do not have, I mean, there are lawsuits now against the CDC in Texas. You do not have the authority to enforce a blanket mask mandate. But again, it's the CDC's just recommending it. Leaders are saying, well, that's the recommendation. It's something you have to do. People interpret that as a law. I mean, luckily, some aspect of our republic still stands here in the United States, and you do still in Canada have some, some you know, semblance of a, of a free and open society, but you're rapidly like we are moving toward Australia and moving toward communist China, which is the blueprint, and that is not a world that I want to live in. That's not a world I want to leave to my children. That's not a world that I want anybody to have to experience even the people that really, really like it. I think the people that really, really like it just get on board with it because they feel that they're empowered. But no, no, nobody can honestly, at a soul level, want to go along with this kind of tyranny and authoritarianism. Uh, at least I can't see a logical reason to, except, except it's like little tiny fish that swim under the shark so they don't get eaten. That's the only thing I can, <laughs> I can think of. Teresa, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> What, what did you start to say? No, I just think so many, like where I am, so many people believe that, that the, the pandemic is real and true and scary. So they're already living in fear. Of course. Yeah. And that consumes them and shapes their view of the world. And then that view can further be controlled like a puppeteer pulling strings with every word, Nazi, every word, terrorism, every word, insurrection that just pulls people's emotions and moves them in the direction that the social engineers want you to be moved in, which is precisely what Klaus Schwab said. He said, we're going to see a more angry world and uh, we can, uh, we can control this. We can move this whatever direction we want. Right. Again, Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. Here's Klaus. Yep. Here's Klaus Schwab saying it can be shaped by us. The change can be shaped by us. Yeah. Get people emotional, get people mad, terrify people, and then you can shape the emotions and mold them like on a potter's wheel.
All right, Teresa, you take care in Canada. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, you too, Ryan. Thank you. Right, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast this evening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please go to our website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show to get access to all of the broadcasts, ad-free, the montages, including tonight's montage, and all of my digital books. When you subscribe, you support this show. Keep us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week. If you don't subscribe, you can still listen to the show. You just have to listen to all those pesky advertisements. And yes, there are a lot of them. That archive is on our website as well, the free archive. Leave us a review on one of the podcast radio platforms. Grab a copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy of the Technological Elixir. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos and more, and our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. It's Truck Frudeau. Canada's Reichstag tonight on The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. The music, White Bat Audio tonight. That's White Bat Audio. Audio.